Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Alex. And this is... Hugs and Misses. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hugs and Misses, where we talk about the dates that ended in hugs and the ones that did not. Alex, how are you this afternoon, my good friend? I feel good, Ian. Yeah, I'd be worried if you weren't. Yeah, no, things are things are good. All good over here. Good. I'm in glad. the west side of the room. Is it the yeah, it is Yeah, I just <laughs> shouldn't have need, shouldn't shouldn't have needed to double check in my own house, but you know, <laughs> as a as a Utah, I'm like, wait, where are the mountains? I'm like, yeah, no, that's west. Uh but good. That's good to hear, brother. That's good to hear. Uh anything exciting going on in your life, obviously, besides your house being built? Oh, uh, that's the one thing I have. <laughs> uh, that's hey, that's that's a good thing to have. If there's anything to have, you know, besides besides the the family, right, and your health. Oh, sure. A uh, a place to live is is a good is a good thing to have. I mean, I like it. <laughs> we went and checked on it this uh, past weekend, and the a lot of the framing is up. Got like all the walls and the rooms are laid out. Wow, now. already it's super cool. It's progressing, progressing. It's really cool to see how fast it's going, and that's I'm just. Awesome. Really excited to get my D and D corner set up. <laughs> is that gonna happen? Oh is yeah, she, is she gonna allow that? Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Then bottom right corner of the basement, I have it all planned. <laughs> that makes me. That makes me a lot. That makes me really happy. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and uh, yeah, any. I mean, that's you. You said last time that like that's part of your hugs, right? You guys go check on the progress every week. This week for me. Uh, my wife and I went on a date, uh, which is a, which shouldn't be as rare as it is, but because of COVID and stuff, uh, look at me blaming it on COVID. Uh, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a piece of crap. <laughs> we all know the real reason. Um, but we went to we went to dinner and we went to an old movie at the at the old theater. Um, so like you know the the one on mm-hmm. Center Street. Uh, we love that place. We go. We try to go every month, but this time they were showing Doctor Strange Love. And man, I forgot how how funny that movie was, how good that movie was, and we just had a blast. We were like one of the only two. We were like one of the only couples in the theater. <laughs> Is that that new uh, Marvel movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But Doctor Strange. <laughs> love. This one's Doctor Strange. Love. I think Next I explained it to Dr. you. Doctor Strange. A, anger. Yeah, it's an old. Uh, it's an old. It's an old Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, he like directed, produced, and like wrote the screenplay. And it's a old satire, old Cold War satire movie, oh, and that's just right up Cassidy and I's alley. It's and it was funny, alley. yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I can't imagine t- Stanley Kubrick. I know doing funny things. I know, but he was—he's a genius. He—he he does great. But anyway, we had a great time, and that's going to be a buyer now. I mean, it's one that we want to savor and one we want to show our kids because it's a good—it's a great movie. But wait, where did you get food? Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I mean, like, I'll tell you later, but, like, I don't want to, like... What genre of food was it? It was definitely, like, American diner. Nice. Like, style. Nice. Like, I had a, a wings. Wings. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Had a great time. It was nice to kind of get out of the house for a while and just pretend like things were normal. Uh, as a disclaimer, I know, to everyone, I know it's hard to pretend things are normal. And sometimes we can't pretend because sometimes we have to wear masks and sometimes we have to protect those around us. But for the most part, it was it was good to be doing things in in the situation. I'll I'll say that it was good to be doing normal things <laughs> in an in a non normal situation. 
what is normal? Who are we to say what is acceptable? What is standard? What is, you know, normal? If you'd like to join us on our next podcast, it's a philosophical one where we talk about a philosophical question for about two minutes and then we go into movie quotes <laughs> the real question is who would win in a fight superman or Goku? as as opposed to this podcast right where we talk about dating for two minutes and then go into the movie and then go into the movie <laughs> movie quotes uh but uh, yeah so there, there's i mean there's some good news from us i hope everyone else has had some hugs uh this last week but in it with that uh let's take a hug um from the from the from the internet today from the internet alex uh, you've got it today, so go ahead, brother. Read it whenever you're ready. <clears throat> My husband is from the New Orleans area, and in 2006, he went down for the summer to help his parents out with post-Katrina stuff. In 2006, that Man. sounds forever ago. I know. I remember. I remember like Katrina happening and not like not being able to comprehend. I wasn't that young to where I didn't. I mean, it wasn't. 9-11 status where I was like, I don't understand like why anybody would do this, what would happen. But it was, it's, it's still hard to comprehend, not just what happened, the flood, but as like, you know, I was relatively younger. I think I was maybe 12, 13 or something like that around there mm. when that happened, but it was still, you know, shocking <laughs> to see like the, just every news channel, everything just on that kind of stuff, just yeah. how anyone can, how anyone can deal with that. It's just it's just rough. So I guess we're 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 dealing with a hug in a relatively un in an unprecedented time, which is what I think a lot of us are looking for these days in these unprecedented times. I just feel the need to say, "Wow, that was a long time ago," because it was like the two thousands, yeah, fourteen years. So that's like the knee jerk reaction is, "Oh, long time ago." Wow, long time, long, long time. time. No kidding. Uh, he was helping with uh, Katrina stuff. He works for public schools and has his summers off. So midsummer, I flew down to spend a week or so with him because I missed him, as one does, right? Mm-hmm. One what day- is that? What do they say? Um, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, sure does. Let's talk about that a little bit after after this story. I'd be interested to know your take on that on that concept. Okay, I will quickly form an opinion while I finish reading this. <laughs> one day, we took the ferry out to Ship Island. I don't know if you know about Ship Island. I don't. I don't know either. Okay. Oh, so you were asking me. You I were... <laughs> imagine a giant island made up of crashed ships off the coast. That's Shipwreck Island. Oh. <laughs> what, is, what is that like on Pirates of the Caribbean 3? Shipwreck Cove, home of the famous Shipwreck Island, like, <laughs> and the town of Shipwreck. And he's like, his pirates were quite an unimaginative, unimaginative lot for naming things. <laughs> I once knew I once knew again who who lost uh, both of his legs and one of his eyes. What'd you call him? Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so Ship Island. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, so there we go. We're already we made it seven minutes and we're already into the movie quotes. Ship Island to spend the day swimming and cavorting in the waters. Cavorting. C a v o r t i n g. What is that? I wonder if that's. I I feel like that's got somewhat of a of a like a naughty meaning, but I feel like at the same time it's just kind of rejoicing. That's such a specific thing to like make a word for. Though, like 
you know, it's when you get naughty in the water, cavorting. I don't think it has to be in the water. I think it's just... <laughs> think, now, now, okay, keep reading, but as you're doing so, I'm going to look that up and see if we can ever say that on the podcast again, or if I'm going to have to, <laughs> or if I'm going to have to mark this podcast as explicit. I'm proofread these. A bit of a thunderstorm rolled in and all the other swimmers left the beach. A ranger dude on an ATV told us that we were safe so long as the lightning stayed at a distance. We were really only getting the edge of the storm. Some rain with lightning in the distance. Yeah, I mean, if Katrina had just happened and there was another storm coming in, I would still be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be out, out by the beach. We're like 0 for 1 right now. Maybe we should. <laughs> okay, yeah, it means, it means jumping or dancing around excitedly. Oh, okay, um, that's okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> or what else? What's the second definition? <laughs> so that's the formal definition. The informal definition is, of course, apply oneself enthusiastically to sexual or disreputable pursuits. Disreputable (laughs) pursuiting in the water. Crap. Okay, well, continue. Nice. Nice. I knew I I had a general idea. Think about this ranger dude on the ATV, like, yeah, you're probably good until it gets closer. Yeah, good thing you guys weren't cavorting. It's a good thing I it's a good thing I have a job telling people that, because you would never know that without me here. So we had the ocean to ourselves, essentially, is what she's getting at here. You think that? I'm five feet tall. He is 6'2", so the point where I can't reach the bottom comes up much faster for me than him. (laughs) As we are swimming, he pulls his arms around me and floated me on my back as he swam around. I did not even notice at first it was such a subtle move. I found myself completely relaxed in his arms, floating on the surface of the water, watching the lightning in the near distance. Oh my gosh, that is so romantic. Sounds nice. What I wouldn't give. Sounds lovely. I had to put forth no effort to keep my head above the waves. I just floated there in the safety of his arms as we went here and there in the water. The whole time he talked to me, sang to me, and made me smile. Aww. When I talked about my when I talk about my husband to people, when I try to explain what he means to me, I tell this story. This is the essence of him. To quite to quietly put his arms around me and hold me head above the waves, allowing me to relax and enjoy the moment. Also, he just makes me so damn happy. <laughs> um, He's down there. I'm flying down to meet him next week. Oh, down in uh, I'm assuming area, New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to see him next week. Sadly, there will be no ship island or swimming in the Gulf, but I have no doubt that we will have an excellent time nonetheless. The <sighs> end. That made me happy. That was very, very tender. That was tender. I almost, like, can't handle that, like, emotion. It's like, mm, too sweet. <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm feeling emotions. I'm about to bust. <laughs> uh, but that, that no, that is very sweet. It's almost, And like she was saying, it's almost like a, like a, an analogy of, like, what, the, like, tumultuous times in the waters. Tumultuous. And, like, you're companion your significant other is the person who's like helping you keep your head above the water yeah for sure that's how you want to feel (laughs) if it's the opposite where it's like i'm having a really hard time well how does your spouse help oh he makes me feel like i'm drowning oh she screams and (laughs) says help me help me as she She, does so she's scratching me she flails her arms around she hits me a couple times but then the bubbles stop and then i find and then i start to scream for me it's like cassidy how 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 does ian make you feel well he screams and screams and screams and then i tell him to put his feet down and he realizes he can you know he can stand (laughs) (laughs) classic bit or you can be like me and take the analogy further and just get so fat that you can't sink (laughs) and i'm just so full of air and and food that i'm just so happy that the ocean cannot sink me 
There you uh, go. Anyway, there but, you go. Uh, yeah, what what about what about this distance makes the heart grow fonder thing? Mm-hmm. I thought about that a lot, and sometimes sometimes I feel yes, but almost because like you're you kind of pent up. You know, I mean, if you've been saving yourself for this one person, you're going to be fond of whatever you've been not having for the last however long. Oh, sure, bud. Yeah, I think it's an over romanticized idea, to be Mm. perfectly honest. I think it's kind of like uh, when you have a crush on someone that you don't really know. So you just kind of form this idea of who they actually are in your head. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of the same thing because they're far away and you don't really see them in like in nature i don't know how to put it like, yeah. <laughs> in their natural habitat you just like get the occasional text or phone call and it's like oh you know they're probably being on their best behavior or whatever but then if you met them in person they could be a completely different person totally Absolutely. and so i think if that is the case then you know it's not as fun but i guess that's kind of more like a long distance relationship like if your girlfriend just leaves for a week and you're just like i miss her so much i get that I'm I get like, that. Yeah, okay. So it's I, I think it's true in certain circumstances and to up to certain points. Like like I mean, not that that's helpful at all. That's like somebody saying, "Ian, what do you think about these two restaurants? Which <laughs> one would you rather have?" I think they're both good. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> on what things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, that was just maddeningly unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell we don't have degrees? <laughs> I can f- I understand. I get it. I get it. Uh, but no, I really liked that hug. That was very sweet. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Have you ever swam like in the Gulf? In a Gulf? In the Gulf, or like in the southern, in like the South, like uh, in the oh yeah, I've in the Gulf in the South, or in the Pacific. Uh, I mean, in the Atlantic Ocean, like on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in uh, one of the Carolinas. Oh wow! And uh, we went to a beach out there. The water is very nice. so warm. It's crazy it's how warm unbel- it is. And like, I never understood, right? Until, you know, until I looked at a globe, <laughs> right? And then like, oh, that's because the, the currents, that's bringing water up from the equator. Whereas over on the West Coast, which is where we're closer to, for all my life, I just thought oceans were freezing cold. And how could anybody, why would anyone want to live next to an ocean? Precisely. And that's because that's water is being brought up, but brought down from the Arctic. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Oregon. Yeah. So, so you know. Whenever we went to the beach, it's like, how come in all these pictures you're in, like, sweatshirts? It's like, oh, we just kind of look at the ocean. We don't, like, swim in it. That's not for people. And if you did swim in it, you came out, you were bright red. Not because of the sunburns. Oh, no. It's because your skin is getting frostbite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> chile, chile, chile. Uh, but uh, here in a landlocked state, we got to be a little bit more creative. <laughs> we got we got a lake. Yeah, that's... <laughs> All salt. <laughs> or like reservoirs that just like try to explain it to someone who doesn't understand what a reservoir is just sounds so nasty. Let me tell you, it's water <laughs> that we save for like farms. <laughs> and you and swim we, in it. And we can also use it for recreation. I think we can. I, th- I think I think I consider I consider where we I, where we live very beautiful and I think we're very lucky. Um, but again, alas, I'm trying to, trying to make it so we don't have to talk about the obvious, which is the miss for this week. Mm. Um, this one comes to us from a a longtime listener. So we very much appreciate you sending us the story, but Alex, are you ready? This will be my first time reading it as well. As I'll ever be. Yep. Okay. So here we go. I hope everyone enjoyed our talk about oceans and, and dating and 
whatnot. So here comes the sad. Uh, here we go. So when my first boyfriend broke up with me, I was pretty down as one would be. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that wanted to cheer me up and said she had a friend that she would like to set me up with. I wasn't hundred percent on, I wasn't a hundred percent on it, but I relented. <laughs> Gosh, dude. So many times when I'm, you, you know, the good friend that I'm talking about too. Mm -hmm. Um, he does not go on blind dates anymore because he just, he used to live in this small town and everyone wanted to cheer him up with something. And he knew 100%. They like wouldn't <laughs> describe who she was because he either knew her had dated her or definitely didn't already like her. <laughs> like and so they never told him what he was so like from this he's still scarred to this day he like won't go on blind dates <laughs> it's yeah, like that office episode can she fit in a rowboat <laughs> well she can't it makes she me nervous that you're not answering <laughs> no okay she can't <laughs> she both can't, of you can't sit in a rowboat she can't sit in a row she can't fit in a rowboat uh anyway but uh trust me blind dates have not been my favorite thing either so I, I hey i much respect for relenting and like at least putting yourself out there it's so like the surprise your parents give you oh, it's like I, we got you this new math book for school <laughs> what were we doing what the hell <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey i know it's like a month before school starts and it's still summer, but let's remind you of how close that is with this new math book. I'm getting you some new overalls. Thanks, Mom and Dad. He was much older than me, Ooh. was a franchise owner of a bubble tea shop, and Ooh. had his own place. Ooh. As someone who had a part-time job and was still living with my parents, this was amazing. <laughs> we exchanged numbers and talked a bit afterwards. Hey, it's going well. Yeah, not bad. Well. not bad. I, I used to work at that at a yogurt place, at a frozen yogurt place, and mm -hmm. we would make boba tea. Right, right. Um, I never got it. I made almost every flavor and tried to like them, but I just couldn't get into it. But that was one of our like most popular things, even even more so than the frozen yogurt. People just love that stuff, man, with the giant straws and the tapioca balls at the bottom. I'm not a fan of uh, solids in my liquids. No, no. No man, hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah, no. Uh, but I hey, don't good want to choke. Good for him. If he had it, then he 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 got it. Uh, here was my first mistake. I was not a good text communicator, even to my best friends. I get texts, and it would take me forever to respond. Basically, I just forget to text back. But I have since improved. I'm assuming as much since you said it was your first mistake, and it might have led to this miss that we're going to experience with you. <laughs> I was at work when I received a message from him asking if I was interested in hanging out. My lack of responding right away combined with a busy day in the office caused me to forget about forget to text back. When I realized when I'd finally realized I'd forgotten to text back, it was pretty late by that point. Uh, a day and a bit. And oh, I no. sent a panicked reply. I profusely apologized and said I was still down to meet if he was. He coldly texted me back saying he was no longer he no longer wanted to and I and I took too long. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I felt very guilty and explained what happened to my friend. She chastised me for not responding right away, but said uh, he was a nice enough guy to give him some time, and she'll try to smooth this out. FYI, the driving force of the rest of my actions in the story were because this man was a friend of a friend. I didn't want to treat him terribly, and I wanted to make it right. Uh, I wanted to make right by my mistakes, so I waited a bit longer and gave and gave a longer explanation and apology. I owed it. I owed. Uh, I owned up to it and said if he was still willing to meet, so was I. He actually responded pretty quickly and said he would be down to talk. Okay. Okay, so that's like, 
So that's like a question that I get all the time is like, how long do you wait to text someone? Like, what if they're not texting you back? Um, I do get it. People are not good texters. I do understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always, always of the opinion if they have time and if they want to make time, they will make time. See, for me personally, and maybe it's because I was such a lonely bastard, but if I had a text from a girl who was a potentially romantic interest. <laughs> so a girl. You, yeah, you can count, <laughs> you can count on it that I would be responding relatively quickly. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, hell, I almost stopped talking to my, to Cassidy, to my current wife, because she, I saw her on her phone all the time, but Mm -hmm. she would take a while to text me back. And finally, she told me it was because she didn't want to seem too desperate, which I get, right? Which I totally get. But at the same time, I mean, hell, I, I like, I almost, I almost skipped over the opportunity because I was getting so impatient. Right. And again, that's maybe that's on both of us. Right. But in this certain situation, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about the, the texting game? Oh, it's, I mean, it definitely shouldn't be a game. Like if you think you need to wait to text somebody back, I think you're being stupid. I hate that. I think that's stupid. And no offense, Cassidy. I know you're just trying to, I know Ian is definitely worth the patience and, (laughs) takes time to seduce but just yeah she was trying to woo me thanks babe (laughs) but as a for me i just think if you like them you should text them you don't have to feel like you need to wait to not come off as clingy or desperate it's just just talk to the person right (laughs) like it's not a big deal if you respond fast and if they don't respond quickly to you that's not a big deal either like i give them give them a chance like i know in every single movie ever everyone responds within like two minutes and that's nice, but that's not real life. People have jobs and obligations or, you know, boyfriends they haven't told you about yet. And sometimes families, that's just something you have to wait for them to respond Families with. in another country, they don't wish to devolve. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, be patient. I think, I think, I think texting, I mean, unless they straight up are offensive or they obviously say, hey, you're ugly, I hate you. You know, um, I would wait. <laughs> Before calling it, like, quits, like, I mean, this guy did. I mean, he was pretty butthurt, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I would definitely wait till I had, like, a date with him and met with him one-on-one before I made any sort of judgment about... I mean, you can judge someone's character by how they text to a degree, right? right. But I think you should wait until you meet him. I mean, I've got, like... I've texted a girl who took a really long time to respond... And then we made a plan to go on a date, and I, like, drove all the way out to see her. Which it was, like, an hour drive. Oof. And I, like, waited at a restaurant we were supposed to meet up, and she, like, no didn't way, text me. No way, dude. No way. Until, like, three days after our initial plan to meet up. And she's like, So hey. did you just wait there at the restaurant and then just leave? Or, like, what was the deal? I probably waited there for, like, an hour and a half. Oh, dude. And I drove home. I'm but so sorry. It happens. Unfortunately, it does. But, uh. It was like three days later and she didn't even like give me an explanation. She just said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to respond. If you don't want to go on a date with me, I understand, but I'd love to still try and make this work. And I just didn't respond to her. <laughs> I just Man, see, that's hard because I'd be so I'd be so upset because this girl was really cute. I mean, what, well, like, what, if her, what if her mom died or something, though? I feel like she could have at least said like. Hey, like I had yeah, something come I, up. I mean, I, w- I would have liked to have heard an explanation. Yeah, that, I mean? that's but, the thing that bothered me. There's like zero explanation. She but, just said sorry. Man, 
freaking sucks. Okay. So we tried to arrange for another time. We were messaging on a Saturday and decided on a dinner date for Sunday evening. The only thing we needed to finalize was a time to meet and what we wanted to eat. Now, on this day, which was Saturday, my aunt from California was in town. I decided to treat her and her friend to a movie since she was leaving the next day. On our way over, I sent a message to Keith (laughs) asking if he was okay coming to my town for our date. He said yes, but didn't say anything else afterwards. I thought nothing of it and believed we could just finalize the last two details after the movie, uh, or even on the day. Uh, We came to the movie early and had to wait over an hour for them to clear the theater. I didn't hear back from Keith during this time and was distracted talking to my aunt. However, during the movie, he had texted me. I did not hear or respond because I was in a movie and you don't answer the phone on answer the phone while you're in a movie. Exactly. (laughs) I saw his messages when we got out. They were nice. What kind of food do you want to an angry? You know what? Forget it. It takes forever to plan something with you. (laughs) I was, I, I got out. I, Jeez, dude. I was just confused and hurt by the responses. I texted back explaining that I was in a movie and my aunt just got out. He responds with, sorry, I'm no longer interested. Okay, well then. He responds with, sorry, I'm no longer interested. (laughs) Okay, well then. I called (laughs) my friend later and explained the situation to her. She was more on my side this time, but also said that I should have told him I was going to a movie. Dude, she doesn't have to justify going into a movie to someone she doesn't even know. I was annoyed because while maybe I should have said something at the same time, I also had other extracurricular activities that take up my time as well as work. If I'm going out with this guy, do I have to give him an FYI for everything all the time? I remember crying frustrated tears at this point about the whole situation. I ended up calling him and leaving a final sorry things didn't work out voicemail on his phone. Apparently he saw this as a sign to give me another chance (laughs) because he contacted me asking if he could take me to dinner. Uh, Weird. At this point, I did not want to go on a date with this guy. I felt nothing but dread and confusion at the thought of him. But I thought of my friend and the effort she went through to get us to meet and build bridges. So I went for her. So I went for her. I didn't even dress well or doll up. It was a let's get this over with mood on my part. We went to a pub and had a couple beers and snacks. He actually apologized for being a jerk and said part of it was because he was used to having people respond to him right away. Okay, fair enough, I guess. Then he said it was... Uh, then he said it was also because he cheated. He was cheated on by a lot of his previous girlfriends, and they always lied to him. Okay, now I'm uncomfortable. Uh, throughout the date, he continued to tell me about his family problems, issues with his work. He continued to say how crappy his previous girlfriends treated him, and how they were all overweight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, good, good, good detail. Just, just to make sure. Oh, and by the way, uh, no fat chicks. He must have seen my expression because he tried to back it up by saying, I just would prefer someone who can make it up the stairs and not be out of breath. (laughs) Wow. Well, then you'd be my worst enemy. my friend. Let me put it plainly. At the point I was ready for the check, I paid for myself and said I did not need him to walk me to my car when he offered. I thanked him right. I thanked him for the night and went on my way. He tried to make another date with me, but I, but he got sick and we ended up not speaking for a few months. My friend asked me how things were at this time and suggested I text him. I procrastinated on typing the message, but for her <laughs> sake, ended up saying, hey, how's it going? Didn't even expect him to reply, which was fu- which I was fine with, but he responds, fine. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry I didn't tell you this, but I have a girlfriend now, rolling my eyes. I just replied, don't. Uh, don't know why you're sorry. That's happy news. He then responded, oh, but then we can totally hang out as a group. If that's cool, I just texted, yeah, sure, <laughs> and left it at that. The next yeah, day, great. literally Whatever. the next day, I was at work 
Uh, I was at a work social in a bar when I received another text for him. It read, Oh, just kidding. Looks like I don't have a girlfriend after all. Ha ha. I read it and thought, what the hell? <laughs> and, <laughs> and did not even dignify it with a response. I met my friend later on. After this, after this, I showed her the text. She couldn't help but laugh at the stupidity of it all and got her full and got her fully on my side. She would apologize to me later about setting us up. I recall him trying to contact me on WhatsApp a final time. At this point, I had deleted his number, asking if I was free. I didn't realize who it was until I saw the WhatsApp profile pic. I responded with, no, I'm busy. I actually was, as I was preparing to travel out of the country this week. His final message was, I guess you're too busy for anything. I replied, (laughs) yep, and promptly deleted him again. So my first blind date after a big breakup was a bust. I've had my fair share of weird dates and experiences, but to this day, I think this guy was one of my worst. But there were many lessons in this as well. I I also told my friend that I don't want her setting setting me up again. Last I heard about him, he was still asking my friend if if she had a nice girl she could set him up with. Clearly, I did not count. (laughs) Shrug. (laughs) Man, that was cringy from start to finish. Guy sounds like a tool. When a guy is... Much okay, so here's the thing. I'm I'm not one well, yes I am. Why am I trying to like make myself better than I actually am? I judge everybody. I'm such a judgy judger. I, I judge, mean I think everyone is. I judge everyone by appearance and like what their history is. It's a so natural reaction. Immediately my gut reaction to an older guy who has his own place and his own business and who's who's much older is there's a reason. Okay. Right. Because he's controlling. And, you know, he, he's obviously a red personality, has his own business. That's great. That's great. He's got, you know, aspirations. But at the same time, he's too controlling. He is, he's OCD. And he, you know, can't, he can't have a relaxed relationship. Everything has to be official. Everything has to be spot on. Everything has to be according to his whims. Sounds and, like a middle schooler. Yeah, exactly. And so here's the thing. When you find a guy like this or even a girl, they're older they are, they haven't had a relationship or they've had many previous relationships um, and they live by themselves, not even, you know, with a roommate or anything like that. It shows you that they're a controlling person and they're probably going to be impossible to get along with. Again, that's just my gut reaction when I hear about, when I hear about guys or girls like this. Now, <laughs> it could prove to be completely wrong, completely wrong, but... Survey says <laughs> this, <laughs> this is going to happen. You Show know what I mean? me douchebag. You know what I mean? And, and so she, you know, I, I'm, it's not her fault, right? I mean, she gave him, I would have been put off immediately by the, by the first series of texts. I would have been done, you know, but she cares about her friends. She's a good friend and she wanted to give him a chance and Ugh. hell, uh, it would have been hard for me. It would have been hard for me after those interactions with him before even the date. So I get having to do things for your friends. Sake, I get though. Mm-hmm. How many situations I've been in where it's like, my friends are just like, I need you to do this for me. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'd rather not. I'd rather not, but I think I owe you multiple favors. So here I am. Mm. Mm. I feel you, man. I feel you. And I feel her pain in this circumstance because you don't want to alienate your friends and but on the same but on the same note you don't want to put yourself through something that you don't need to right like i wouldn't even have gone to the bar with this guy 
it's just it's so frustrating i mean the constant on and off of his like vibes this vibe check does not pass no it does not it's like yes yeah, puts me date. off no i don't want to go on a day yeah you're too blah, blah, blah. oh like, i guess you're i guess you're i guess you're too busy for anything such a freaking middle schooler that is such a <laughs> middle schooler move some of these people have not grown up it doesn't matter how quote-unquote mature you think you are mm-hmm. you can own a business and your own place and all this stuff and think you're successful you can still be a douchebag you oh, can sure. still have the you can still have the emotional and romantic cap- capacity of a 13 year old mm-hmm. i know guys I, I knew guys in my fraternity like that i mean there there were dudes who would you know you know pout you know like Pouting. who who we would go to like a party or something and they'd like pout Mm-hmm. Um, because they didn't get their way. And I'm like, dude, there's chicks everywhere, man. Just, just pick one. Like, and if that one doesn't like it, pick another one. Come on, man. And don't like texture all this passive aggressive bull crap. Right. It's so unattractive. It's so unattractive. When you pout and you're just like being a sad person for attention. Not that people are sad and they do that for attention all the time, but when you specifically do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not something that girls are like, oh my gosh, he's so sad. He's just so makes sad and br- he's so him. brooding, you know? Right, right. They don't give a damn, dude. You know, what the, you, know what, you know what women care about? They care if you're first and foremost confident. That is the biggest thing that I I've heard. I thought it was a dog. What? I thought like, like if you had a dog or facial no, hair. No, no, that's for like Tinder pictures, dude. That's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It totally so is. first and foremost, <laughs> if you're confident. So confidence is key. But again, remember what we talk about on this podcast over and over again. Confidence can sometimes be overbearing. If you're too confident, you can come off as what, Alex? Cringy. Cringy or creepy. Exactly. Creepy. And so you have to balance your confidence with um, with interest. Not just interest. You're confident, not just with the person, but you're confident in the things that you want to be doing. And, the con- and you're confident in your life and where you are right now. You're confident... With or without this person. Does that make sense? You like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And and believe it or not, people can tell. And even if they don't understand or if they don't think they have that kind of intuition, people do. People can tell if you have confidence in yourself or if you have confidence in the situation. They can tell if you're putting up a false front. Mm, yes. And it's uh, it's not helpful when you're just pretending to be sad yeah so <laughs> pretending you're coming off yeah. as just clingy and if you're being uh honestly disrespectful to them yeah i mean you're just telling them that they don't have like you're taking too long to respond like my time is very precious confidence kindness and i mean yes looks do have something to do with it fellas Absolutely. You, you're lying to yourself if you don't think looks have something to do with it both ladies and fellas um, you know, if Cassidy was, I'm not, a, you know, the bless the guy for, you know, being honest and stuff, but you don't trade up, tell somebody, you know, I, I don't like fat chicks, <laughs> you know, not like that, but I'd be lying if I said, Hey, if Cassidy was 380 pounds, uh, yeah, I might not be as interested as I was because she's, she's smoking, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not the only thing. And that's definitely not something you bring up at your first interaction with the individual because then <laughs> you just come off as a pompous jerk yeah. and it was super worse. depressing too it's like you bring up like past relationships your family issues yeah. And, yeah and you know what he was doing and i'm glad you bring that up because you know what he was doing he was giving her a checklist yeah he was like he was like testing her he was like oh by the way you fill all these you fill all these random arbitrary preferences that i have regarding my regarding my significant other mm-hmm. um good congratulations 
You know, like, screw you. Like, I shouldn't have to prove like my worth to you. I should be worthy in and of itself. And then you should try to dig for that gold. I shouldn't just have to have gold on the outside. It's a weird thing to like assume right off the bat be like, oh, well, my last girlfriend cheated on me. So the fact that you're responding very slowly to texts makes me think that you are also cheating on me. Or not even that you're cheating on me, but that like because we're not together, but that you're a dishonest person. Right. Something of that nature. It's very, it's like, yeah. Such like, an I get it. I was a middle schooler once. I made a lot of conclusions about things that didn't make any sense. Like, when Jessica and Tom graded each other's papers, why didn't Jessica grade my paper? That's weird. I think she must like Tom more than me. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of like that weird, like, you make these stupid connections in your head as a kid, and sometimes you just don't let those go. And it sounds like that's what he's doing, too. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he, his, his, it does not sound like his emotional and romantic maturity has evolved past middle school. Mm-mm. I know guys, I know so many guys like this and, and it's unfortunate to see because a lot of these guys are good looking, they're successful and they just don't understand why women won't like them or why they can't, why they, why they can't have a lasting relationship. It's because dude, it's because you are, you are ignorantly selfish. You mm-hmm. have no idea you have, you just don't understand that you're selfish uh, you just think that the world revolves around you, but at the same time, you also think that you are the most caring, giving, worthy person in the whole world. And you, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even hesitate to think that this person might not be interested in you. It's really weird. Cause you're looking right at me. <laughs> so like when oh, you're giving this, yeah, no, shit, sorry. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're the only person I have to talk to. It, I know. I'm I not just, talking to you, Alex. I know. It says we're the only two people in the room and you're just looking like dead in the eyes. Like, I know you're just like, you're telling at, me about it, but I'm just yelling like, at Alex. Is this, is this like venting at me? <laughs> is this directed no, at me? No, I promise. I promise it is I, not. Not at all, my friend. I, I promise. Know, I, just, I thought that would that would be fun to share. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not like upset. I just thought it was funny. Oh man, that yeah. Anyway, but th- I mean, this, this is the kind of guy that just pisses me off so much because he thinks yeah, because he thinks he's he deserves everything. It's a alpha personality and it's very obnoxious. It's like, and not just, yeah, not just, and not even just alpha, but like has to be the most alpha and has to be right, like, right. and has to have the other person subservient. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, oh man, you're just, there's so many little things that I could point out, right? About like the situation here and like what's wrong mm-hmm. with, and, and it's really hard to define what the one thing that it all stems from, but I really think it's a lack of emotional maturity. Um, you became self-centered early on in your life. And with that, instead of developing consciously, you developed subconsciously your selfishness. Mm-hmm. And so subconsciously, you are the most selfish person in the world. But to you, you think you're just the, you're just, you just think you're the best person, the most kind, the most caring, the most giving, which is why when somebody doesn't respond to a text, Within two seconds, you're automatically you automatically feel slighted. You know what I mean? <laughs> How dare you? Do you text people during movies? No, absolutely not. Nah, you're a good one. It, it pisses me off when I see people pull out their phones during during movies. I don't pull out my phone, but I like tuck it in my shirt and then I look down my shirt. Oh, that's I, clever. Just because, like, I 
feel bad not texting people back, especially when I haven't told them. Like, if I go, like, out into the wilderness, I'll right. be like, hey, I'm not going to have phone service. Oh, well, I'll do that. Man, that's but, a uh, safety precaution, too. Right, but even if I'm in, like, I don't know if I just feel bad or something, but I just, like, oh, someone responded. No, no, because like, you're considerate. Because you're considerate of the people you care about and not, like, you know. But then I'm not considerate to, like, the people in the movie theater. But you are, because I'm, you like, do because you're in your shirt. See, the, right. re- the reason I don't do that is because I have no room in my shirt because I take up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wear more baggy hoodies. Yeah, I got I to gotta get, I gotta get way bigger, way bigger, way bigger clothes. Um, okay, with that, let's uh, let's do Keith's corner. Okay. Um, are you Keith this time? I think so. Yeah, you were Keith last time. Was I? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm interviewing Keith. Okay. Okay. Um, so Keith, how are you today? Well, I'm feeling uh, great. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so I heard your date with this individual, or dates, or relationship rather, your experience didn't uh, didn't pan out so well. Yeah, no, I just don't think she saw the opportunity that she had and didn't take advantage of who I am and uh, what she could have, what she could have got. Right, right. And what could she have got? Uh, me, me. What's so great about you? The Keithster. Well, I'm single, first of all. Recent, wow. Recently. Yep, such a qualifier. I had a girlfriend and then I didn't again, so <laughs> now I'm single. Uh, I have my own business and I live by myself. So there's room for more people besides me mm-hmm. if they want. And I have my own business and I think I'm handsome and I'm my daddy's special boy. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're a handsome fella, Keith. Thank and you. owning a business is a great success. Thank you. Um, but can, can you see where you kind of went wrong here in this little, in this interaction with, with this girl here? No, I don't so, think I was wrong at all. So let me lend a machete to your intellectual thicket. <laughs> What happened here is that you, and again, being successful and being great is great, but here's the thing. You are not self-aware. And let me explain that. Okay. It's that you say what you want, which is good, which is great. Being honest is good, but with no concern for the other individual. So did you ever think for half a minute what what was going on in her life before you sent those relatively passive-aggressive texts? I just think... No, I didn't. And here's the reason why. Let me tell you. Let me explain this to you. Okay. I'm ready. I think that if someone says that they're interested in dating me, then they should act interested. Mm -hmm. And when you don't take the time right away when you see that I've texted you to respond, that's telling me that I'm not worth your time. You know, and I, I just need someone who appreciates me for who I am and understands what I have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think that's a worthy. I think that's a. I think that's a worthy cause because, to an extent, Keith, I agree with you in that I think people who want to make time for us will make time for us. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in this situation, though, if that was already your assumption and that she didn't do that, why didn't you just let it go? Why did you keep pursuing her then? If 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 she had proven herself not to be an individual who you wanted to, you know have be be in a relationship with well she would call me and apologize and i figured okay she's come around she's finally realized her mistakes mm-hmm. and you know i'm not heartless like i believe in second or third or fourth <laughs> or fifth or sixth chances and so i just gave that to her and then she just let me down again and again right okay the same thing kept happening even though she'd apologized for it right okay so at that point keith 
if this is happening again and again and again, you ever just stop and think to ask yourself, maybe it's me. I don't understand the question. So, Keith, you explained to her, and you have, and you've explained to me, you've had very many previous relationships um, of similar similar patterns revolving. But after a few times, there's what we call a variable. Okay. Um, and I, I am a businessman. I do understand. Yeah, you, you understand. You understand variables and controls. You understand the scientific method. So oh, for sure. a while here, you th- you thought you were the control, and these girls were the variables, and that everything that's happening to you is because of their mistakes. But think of yourself instead of the control as the variable. Ugh. Um, maybe it's because of the way you act that you're the one pushing these girls away. And intimidating them to the point where, one, they either feel so sorry for you that they feel like they have to be around you and then thus they're in a, in a relationship they don't want to be in. Or they're just so intimidated by you that they don't want to talk to you again because of how off-putting you are with your, with your passive aggressiveness and your just sheer lack of empathy. I have been known and I have been described as intimidating. And yeah. I think that's a good quality. Then that's great. I and hope, I think I, I like that about myself. Then that's good. So I hope that you can live out the rest of your life in your lonely apartment with your business and all your money and have a great time without anybody ever who will love you truly. And we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> I like your funny words, magic man. <laughs> but seriously, guys, stop acting like a child. Just be mature. Whatever you're feeling, tell her, you know, don't be too creepy about it. Like, you know, like what's his, like, what's his face in, uh, <laughs> another movie quote here, uh, like, uh, in, in a beautiful mind, right? Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. I just want to make love to you as soon as possible. Um, you know, <laughs> don't be like that, but be honest with her. Just be like, hello. Uh, you know, I'm very interested in you. Here's the facts. I'm very busy during this time. So this is why I didn't text you back. And honestly, if they're a good person, then they're going to understand your schedule. They're going to understand who you are and they're not going to respond like a child, like, mm. a, like a passive aggressive pouty child acting like they just had their candy taken away from them. Correct. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, this all screams and you guys do it. You do it and you don't realize that you do it, but you do it. You pout and you complain and you're passive aggressive and you make these other people feel awful about themselves. And then you wonder why they don't want to talk to you or be with you anymore. <laughs> Look inwards for once, for once. I know you feel like the world is kicking you in the nuts every time you fall and you just can't get a break. But for once, look inward and ask yourself, what am I doing that is making it so that these women or these guys, whatever you are, or that these people don't want to be around me and don't want to commit to me? Right. Be patient. Be kind. Be understanding. I, yeah. think that's as, I think that's as simple as I can make it for you to understand is if you can't understand that people might not respond as quickly as you like, and if it seems genuine, then it should be okay. And you should be able to be patient with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not patient, then that's what you can work on. Yeah. Work on having more patience. Yeah. So work on it. Work on it. Again, I think we coddle you all enough. <laughs> I'm, you know, we, there's not like that many people who listen. So I'm, I'm really, I, I like don't care if I've hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, but seriously, uh, we coddle you enough. We tell you you're kings and queens so much because you are and because you have the potential to be. But in order to be that, you have to act as such. And so remember, look inwards, improve yourself first, and then look outwards. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. 
Um, sorry. That was a relatively funny story that got, you know, sidetracked into me yelling at Alex for the most part. Uh, <laughs> not Al- with Alex. <laughs> that's right. We're yelling with each other, not at each other. Uh, but yeah, if you have a story, a nightmare dating story, or a very good dating story or relationship story that you would like to share, please send it to us on any of our social medias or send us an email at hugsandmrspodcast at gmail.com. That's hugsandmrspodcast spelled out at gmail.com. And with that, Alex, good night, my friend. Have a lovely evening. Thanks for joining us on Hugs and Miss It. Crap. <laughs> bro, she hasn't texted me back yet, bro. Bro, how long's it been, bro? Bro, it's been like two minutes, bro. She sounds like a whore, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs>